Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, March 17th, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Patrick Murphy. What a perfect time to have Patrick Murphy on the show on St. Patrick's Day. My friend, welcome into the show and happy St. Patrick's Day to you. Thank you. Same to you. It's one of my favorite. uh, I don't know if holiday is the right word because uh, most people have to work, as I found out by asking people what they're doing today. But um, yeah, it's a a good day, uh, typically. At least we don't have to work. We just have to do a podcast and then talk to Ryan Day later. To me, that's fun. Um, I guess yeah. t- technically it's work, but uh, <laughs> a lot to get into on the show today. We'll get to what we expect to hear, what we're really looking forward to hearing from Coach Day when we talk to him at 11.45 a.m. today. So if you're listening to the show and it's past noon, go over to Buck Nuts. We'll have that story post. We might already have it posted by the time you listen to this show. If you're listening early we will have a video and a story on what Coach Day says as soon as humanly possible. He'll probably talk to us for about a half hour. I imagine we'll get him from about 11.45 till 12.15 if I had to guess. All right, let's get to matters of business, Patrick. Marcus Hooker cited for a DUI this past weekend. It's his first offense that I'm aware of since he's been at Ohio State, but the problem is he also had a DUI when he was in the latter part of his senior year of high school. So he had already committed to Ohio State, and Urban was the head coach at the time. And Urban even suspended him for the first game of that 2018 season, even though Marcus Hooker ended up redshirting. So it was just kind of, you're not going to dress for your first game type of thing, even though you're not going to play. So a lot of people on Bucknuts, it seems like we have a, obviously have like a 10-page thread about the situation. A lot of people are assuming, and maybe they're right, that, all right, two strikes and you're out. You know, we, we'll, it's good to get a second chance, but this is the second time he's had a DUI, you know, in the last few years. And people are saying two strikes and you're out. I don't know, because maybe Ryan Day will say, well, this is the first time it's happened since he's actually been at Ohio State. But these are serious charges. I'm just curious to get your take on it. I'm sure Coach Day will address it. Do you think Marcus Hooker's done, or do you think he will get a second or however you want to phrase it, a third chance here? This is an interesting one for me, um, just because of the way you, you, you described it there, because it was before he actually started at Ohio State. Um, now, I think once you sign with the Buckeyes, you, you, you're still expected to kind of handle yourself um, under their kind of honor code, but also a different coaching staff, um, you know, Ryan Day, you know, at least in terms of the head coach and, and whatnot. Um, so, you know, I think this is this will be interesting to see how Ryan Day handles it. Um, this is, you know, the first one of, of something like this that we've seen under him as well. So, you know, he could set a standard when it comes to, to this type of punishment. Um, you know, I, I tend to lean a little towards he'll still be on the team after he serves whatever suspension they deem um, warranted. It would not surprise me if this is the end, given it's, it's happened twice. But I do think with it being you know, his, his first one in college, technically, and under this, you know, Ryan Day regime, um, that, that it seems like I, I could at least understand him getting that second or third chance, however you want to want to phrase it, um, you know, and, and I, I can understand that being reasonable. Now, I do think, you know, if you're Ryan Day, and, and 
you want to make a point of this is not going to be tolerated. Um, so, you know, I imagine there will be punishment outside of just a suspension, but I could see it, you know, similar to, to what Urban did kind of bleeding into the season um, and him missing a game, a few games, um, however, however much they deem it. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that come 2021 season, I, I, I tend to lean towards Marcus Hooker still being on the roster. I agree with you. That's where I come down as well. Assuming there's not more of the story, assuming that overall sure. they believe in the young man. I mean, Brian Day, um, he'll have a very good feel about this. And I'm, you know, but I, I agree. I think, I do think he'll be on the team, but I, I think for sure he'll be suspended for a few games. I think that at the very least he will be suspended for multiple games, um, even though it didn't happen during the season. Um, I think Ryan Day is at least going to put his foot down to that degree and and suspend him for a few games if I had to guess. By the way, with it being St. Patrick's Day, we're talking about DUIs. Good time to remind everyone, if you have too many green beers today, Uber is your friend. Right, Patrick? Or, By the way. How, or Lyft. Or Lyft. Or Lyft. We don't, or, you know, taxi, whatever whatever you want to do. It doesn't Call have to be Uber. Yeah, exactly. Right. Call a friend. We yeah. don't We don't have a sponsorship here, so we might as well endorse everyone. Endorse everyone. Um, I do think you make a good point real quick before we get off this that – you know, Ryan Day and this coaching staff knows Marcus Hooker um, and, you know, we, we cover the team and, and cover recruiting. And so we get to know these guys a little bit. But, you know, you said, you know, what kind of man this guy is. If, if you trust that this was really an, an accident and that, you know, he's not going to do it again, despite kind of some evidence to the contrary, it being the second time in his life that we know of, at least, um, then I think that leans even more towards giving him that other chance. If, if you think this is a problem and this is something that he really needs to address in his life, um, you know, if, if they know more than we do on this, and I'm just, you know, this complete speculation on my part, um, then, then maybe, you know, uh, you know, a, a change for him is, is what's would shock him into something, but it is all, you know, with these type of things, um, you know, you, you don't want to cut a kid that if you think it's going to spiral him, um, but you also don't want to reward somebody for doing something like that. So, yeah, I think this has to be handled carefully. Yeah. And just my last thought on this, I don't, it's interesting because the first incident, he was still in high school yeah. and it's really bad that you're a senior in high school and you're, you know, you're getting pulled over for a DUI. I mean, that's really bad. Um, but you were a high school kid. So, and it's not like, you don't you don't get a get out of jail free card. He was 18 years old. He was an adult. You know, he's old enough to vote, old enough to fight for our country. Um, not old enough to drink, which I've always found ironic that you can do all those other things, but you can't have alcohol. They used to, used to be able to. In fact, my, my sister's eight years older than me. I'll never forget this. They changed the rule right when she was going to college. She got grandfathered under. So she was able to drink when she went to college at the age of 18. So she was the most popular um, person on the, uh, of the freshmen there at, uh, at Bowling Green. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it, I think that makes a difference. I, I, I just come back to that. If this has happened twice at Ohio State, I think he'd be gone. But because yeah. once he was a high school kid and once now, as long as it's they don't think he has a problem, I tend to think he'll be on the team. All right, let's move on. Um, I can't wait to talk to Coach Day today. He's always great on these. I wish we were getting him in person. I think that day is coming maybe relatively soon, um, but it'll be over Zoom. Uh, and he's always generous with his time. He gives very good answers. Um, so many questions that I, I would love to ask him. I'm going to, you know, some that I've jotted down this morning, Patrick, I, you know, I'm looking at, I, I, I'm curious his take on the running back situation, how he looks at it now. And if he thinks by the end of spring, he'll have a very good idea of his pecking order, or if he thinks he might not know till fall. Um, I, and I'm curious to, to hear him. I kind of have a good feel for the roles of Paul Rhodes 
and, and Todd uh, Fitch, but I want to hear why he brought them on and exactly what their roles are going to be. Um, I have so many other questions swirling in my head. We could talk to him for three hours if he would let us. What are some questions that you're curious to hear him ask today and, and maybe some questions you're planning on posing to him? I'm interested in, in just kind of a general what, uh, you know, what came out of winter workouts. I know that that doesn't always involve Good football one. activities, no, that's a, um, but that's just a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Just how guys, how guys came through, especially the young guys that have gone through this for the first time, um, you know, kind of his impressions. I know he's hesitant to, to name names um, because he doesn't like to, you know, leave out guys and whatnot, but just his general impressions of how guys came through that. Um, you know, I think, uh, one of the things I jotted down that, that I want to ask is is what his advice would be to these quarterbacks as this competition gets going here, um, because obviously they've, they've been competing, uh, but now is when they're going to start really doing football things and stuff. And, and Ryan Day being a former quarterback himself, um, having gone through quarterback battles, I, I'm interested to see what advice he might give these guys as a group, not each one individually. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm also interested in, in some of the guys that maybe are kind of getting overlooked. Um, you know, I was, I was doing um, guys that the story for our site yesterday on, on guys that could use a big spring. So looking through the roster and, you know, guys like Tyreek Johnson, you know, wh where does he kind of stand? Um, we <laughs> saw him some last year. They certainly could use a five-star cornerback to emerge from, from him um and yeah, list as a five-star plays like a two-star but let's hope that yeah, changes and, yeah I mean I was looking back he played 50 some snaps in the uh I think it was the Penn State game when Cameron Brown got hurt and then the next week or no he played 50 some snaps against Rutgers the week after and then the game against Indiana he didn't play at all so um you know wh where does he stand is, is he actually in contention and I know we probably won't get a a straight up answer from, from Ryan day, if, if he's not, but guys, uh, there's a few guys like that, that I've marked down to, to, you know, if we get a chance to ask about and at some point during spring, I, I would like that. So those are some things. Um, and then there's obviously just the, you know, the, the topics I think that will come up linebackers, the secondary, what, you know, I'm sure there'll be defensive uh, past defensive talk, you know, if they've come up with any sort of scheme stuff over, over the last couple months, since we've, uh, since the season ended, um, you know, things like that, that I think are, are, are obvious questions, um, I'm sure will come up and, you know, it'll, it'll just be nice to kind of catch up on, on where the program is and, and what he's kind of thinking heading into spring. And, you know, and I, I, I'm excited to, to get to talk to him and kind of hear what he has to say about everything. Yeah, when we go two, three weeks without talking to him, it feels like a long time. It's gonna—it's yeah. close to close to a month and a half now, so it's gonna be a bevy of information today. I like all all of those points you made, all those uh, possible questions and, and things you're looking forward to. I think probably the most is um, what you brought up first. Is I'm really curious, you know, how the young guys, the freshmen, all those 15 early enrollees, how they did in Coach Mix winter conditioning program, and not just them, but some of the other guys like a, a Ryan Watts who's a very tall corner at six foot three. How's he doing as far as putting on weight? Anybody else that's a young guy that's really made strides. I like that a lot because uh, they've been pretty much on lockdown over there. They didn't listen to, to our request. To, Can we please come over and watch a, a winter workout? They were like, no, no, they didn't actually say it like that. But, um, and I get it. it, it they're, they're just trying to do, you know, do what they can do. They had to go on pause for a week. They don't need to make it, their lives any more difficult by having the media there and having any more people in their bubble. I completely get it. All joking aside. All right. Let's close the show talking some basketball. If you don't like Ohio State basketball, very good talking to you. Although you should like Ohio State basketball because they're really good and they're going to be playing in the NCAA tournament starting in two days. I like this draw. 
do you like this draw? And I know you were asked this question on 97.1 The Fan this morning. What would be, if you're an Ohio State fan, what would be a satisfactory outcome? Like, what would you be satisfied with as you enter the tournament, getting to the Sweet 16? Would that be satisfactory? Do they need to get to the Elite Eight for it to be satisfactory? Final Four, where do you come down? Yeah, I think the draw, you know, in terms of, of excitement matchups, I think it's going to be very interesting. Um, obviously, I think there probably could have been a little bit easier path to, to the final four. But, um, you know, I think there's, there should be some fun games if, if things play out right. Um, I, I've said on a couple things that I've done here in the last couple of days, you know, I think the, the, the floor to me should be to get to the Elite Eight. Um, which, which is a big accomplishment. And I think that if, if you just kind of look at the way things play out, I don't see a team um, at least until what I assume would be a Baylor uh, in, in the elite eight that Ohio state shouldn't be able to beat. Now we all know that it's March madness and, and, and anything can happen. You can have a bad shooting day. You can have, you know, it's, it's one game and you go home. Um, there could be a matchup you don't foresee. So, you know, all the, all the normal, uh, you know, kind of qualifiers there. Um, the yeah, one sorry, thing just, I do real, think, just real quick, Joe Lenardi has Ohio yes. State getting upset in the first round by Oral Roberts, yes. who has the highest score in the country, the leading score in the country. Max Abmas, A-B-M-A-S, yeah. Max Abmas, averaging 24.2 points per game. They also have the leading duo in the country. They have another kid who's averaging 18 points a game. Um, and Joe Lenardi has the 15 seed upsetting the two seed in Ohio State. Go ahead. I just want to interject that. Yeah, I don't see that happening, though I do think this is a somewhat tricky uh, first round matchup. You know, a couple of years ago when they played uh, another team from the Summit League, who was it? Um, South Dakota State. South Dakota State. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was it was a similar thing with with uh, with their their score. Um, you know, a guy that, you know, you you, you uh, an interesting matchup because, as you mentioned, Mac Abmus, Max Abmus, um, the league's in the country. He's a guy who will shoot. And I'm going to write about this today. Shoot from anywhere. You know, he's a Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, those type of guys. Uh, as as Dwayne Washington was getting asked about it, Stephen Means from Cleveland.com put it, uh, there's probably a few guys in the world that can make those shots, and uh, he's one of them. The other two are getting paid to do it. So, um, you know, that's certainly a, a interesting matchup for Ohio State. They're going to have to guard him, you know, probably at half court and, and seriously do it. But, yeah, I think I think they can make – I certainly think they'll get past that. I think getting to the elite eight is, is where I see um, them going. And then from there, I think you're playing with house money. Um, I do think if it's Baylor there, that's going to be a really tough game. I like what Baylor's got another team with, with really good guards. So, you know, that's my thought for, for, you know, kind of their, their floor. I think they should make it to the elite eight. Um, you know, I'm, I, I was just really impressed for the most part with, with the way they played in the big 10 tournament rebounding from the end of that season and getting to the championship game, which I, I, I had them losing to Purdue. Um, and, you know, each day it was kind of a joke of like, all right, well, this this game is the end. And, and they kept making a run. They found a way to do it. And I think that bodes well for NCAA tournament play. And I think this team's hungry. You know, I think with the way the season ended, they're hungry to prove, um, you know, that they're the team that went on seven straight wins and 10 out of 11 and not the team that lost four. And I did. And the final thing is, I think the Big Ten really prepared them for for any team they're going to see, just with how tough the conference was this year. Yeah, 
there's no teams that are more battle tested than the Big Ten teams. Right. That's, that's going to help them. Maybe this will be the year the Big Ten gets over the hump and wins a national championship in basketball. A lot of possibilities there. Yeah, man, I, I'm with you. Like, I, I'd be okay with the Sweet 16. Like, anything less than that, I'd be pretty angry. Sure. Like, Sweet 16, I'd be like, I wouldn't quite be satisfied with that. I'm with you. Elite Eight, I'd be satisfied. Like, Final Four, I'd be over the moon. That elite or that sweet 16 match with they're playing Arkansas, the three seed, that's a really good three seed. Arkansas, according to the committee, is the best of the three seeds. Texas Tech, though, is a good six seed as well. But if they get to the sweet 16, that's going to be a tough game if they play Arkansas. Um, but I like if they get past uh, Oral Roberts and they're, you know, Joe Lenardi's prediction doesn't come true. I like the second round. I mean, you're, it, if you're a seven seed or a 10 seed, you're going to be a good team in the NCAA tournament. But Florida, according to the committee, Florida is the worst of the seven seeds, the worst, yeah. the number 28 team overall. So I like Ohio State in that matchup. I think they'll at least get to the Sweet 16 and hopefully the Elite Eight and hopefully further than that. Maybe Ohio State can win the national championship for the Wouldn't second time crazy? in school history. Yes, it would. I, I would I, mean, I, I would enjoy that, Patrick. Yeah, certainly. But just this – I mean, and not to take away from these guys, and, you know, I think – give them a lot of credit for, for the way they've come together as a team and, and Chris Holtman for what he's done. And he's talked a lot this year about just how these guys really enjoy playing each, with each other and embraced, uh, you know, everything that's that, that the coaches have given them and, and, and whatnot. But, you know, you looked at this roster at the beginning of the year and it was like, this is a good team. No doubt. I think they'll be good, but you miss Caleb Wesson. Uh, you don't have, you know, that, that, elite big man you don't have necessarily elite guard play it's like all right this team and and that was the way it was projected was middle of the road big 10 um and you know while they did finish fifth i think those top five teams and, and i really think ohio state was probably the fourth best team in the big 10 um you know maybe third you could argue with iowa i think they were definitely better than purdue despite losing to purdue once um they're seated higher than Iowa, even though Iowa is a yeah, two seed. Right. Ohio State is the number six overall team in the tournament. Iowa is the number eight. So, yeah, according to the committee, Ohio State is the third best team in the Big Ten. Yeah, so I think it would just it would be a, a tremendous accomplishment. You know, even a Final Four, I think, would be a tremendous accomplishment based on our preseason expectations for this team. And and the last thing I just wanted to touch on real quick is hopefully they get Kyle Young back at some point during this run. Um, Chris Holtman yesterday said he didn't have an update. He also said he wasn't going to have an update for the for a while I think is the words he used so that concerns me a little bit obviously a second concussion in a short period of time suffered in the Purdue game um you know you, they want to be careful with this I think they're already a little uh you know uh, a little overly cautious because of the way the, it played out and they didn't take him out of the game right away they didn't take him to the locker room right away so I don't I think from a perception standpoint especially um, obviously they want the kid to be healthy and, and not have any long-term effects, but I think that didn't look great when, when he didn't come out of the game right away. Um, but concussions are weird and sometimes you don't have, uh, symptoms right away. So give Ryan day the benefit of the doubt, but I think, you know, and, they can and, get him back and Chris Holtman or sorry, Chris Holtman football and basketball on the brain. Worlds are colliding. Yeah. On these days when both things are happening, it's, it's crazy, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if they can get him back by, say, the second weekend, assuming they win these these games this weekend, you know, that's a big boost. Obviously, they've they've proven they can win games without him against Michigan um, and go to overtime against Illinois. So, you know, that would just be, uh, you know, another guy to add in to the mix. And obviously, he played a great game before he went out against Purdue. Yeah, I, I would guess they will have him if they don't have him in the first round. And by the way, if you don't know, Ohio State will play at 3 o'clock on Friday. I like that 
time. Now, if you're somebody who works till five o'clock every day, you're not liking that time very much, but hopefully you can get off early. Uh, Buckeyes tip off at three o'clock against Oral Roberts. Um, if he misses that game, Patrick, I am just guessing Kyle Young will be playing in the second round on Sunday, if I had to guess. Well, great stuff from Patrick Murphy here on St. Patrick's Day. Really appreciate it. Great stuff from Patrick. And thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in the show. We appreciate that very much. Hope everyone has a great day. Be safe, Bucknutters. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Yeah.